everyone to episode six of the Connecting Construction podcast. I'm your host, Evan Hill, along with Matt Sprague and Dan Connery. Dan is back from his PTO break of last week. You now everybody missed him. Today we've got a super exciting guest on the show, but before we introduce him, a quick couple housekeeping items. Last week, episode five, we had Aviad Almagor, the Senior Director of Emerging Technologies at Trimble on the show. Highly, highly, highly recommend going back and listening to that conversation. We chatted about everything from Spot the Robot Dog, uh, the work they're doing with Boston Dynamics, the emergence of Neuralink-like, uh, Neuralink-type technologies and how um, the emergence of that sort of technology is impacting the construction space, both from a productivity level and efficiency, efficiency level and ultimately a cost level also. So it was really, really interesting to talk to somebody who's sort of on the cutting edge of technology development within construction. Episode five, it's on both Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and also SoundCloud, if you're a SoundCloud user. So go back, listen to episode five, highly recommend checking it out. Um, but with that said, let's dive into today's guest. So Tim Hale is the Deputy Executive Director of Projects for the Contra Costa Transportation Authority. He is a longtime friend of the show and the business. So Tim, uh, I'm going to do less talking. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I gave the audience your title, but tell us a little bit about your role at Contra Costa, your background professionally, and a little bit about you personally. Yeah, thanks, Evan. Um, my name's Tim Hale. I'm the Deputy Executive Director for Projects at Contra Costa Transportation Authority. So a little bit about CCTA. So we are um, one of about, I think, 41 now um, self-help counties in California that essentially use a, a sales tax or a half-cent sales tax uh, to fund transportation improvements um, in Contra Costa County. And so we manage we manage about a $2.7 billion suite of projects and programs. Um, and we deliver projects from small bicycle projects, uh, pedestrian projects. We also manage programs for uh, paratransit services for disabled and elderly folks. Um, we also fund uh, uh, Bay Area Rapid Transit Authority, which is BART, um, so high, high, high capacity transit, express bus service. But we also deliver um, a suite of, of capital uh, improvement projects. Um, so this is any, anything from, you know, widening a freeway or constructing constructing an on-ramp or an interchange improvement to really improve transportation in Contra Costa County. So my responsibility at CCTA is to really the delivery of the capital improvement program and the expenditure plan that's, that's, that the voters have approved, um, as well as manage all the grant funding, programming, um, and also oversee our innovation program. And so one of our one of the things that we're really proud of um, at CCTA is our redefine mobility program, our innovation program. And it really all started from the vision and in leadership of our executive director, um, Randy Iwasaki. And so if you haven't haven't met him or heard of him, I strongly recommend connecting with him on LinkedIn and really following him. He's 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 a tremendous leader in terms of in the area of innovation. Um, we actually at CCTA, ever since he's been um, the executive director, has been doing some amazing things in terms of, of technology and innovation. Um, we actually, CCTA actually manages 
a 5,000 acre autonomous vehicle test bed at the former Concord Naval, Concord Naval Weapons Station called Gomentum Station. And through that effort, um, we've done amazing things. We actually operated the two uh, first shared autonomous vehicles on public roads in California. And so if you don't know what that is, that's essentially a small, looks like a toaster oven on wheels, basically a, a box. And it's a level four autonomous vehicle. So there's no steering wheel, no brake pedal, no gas pedal. And so essentially it drives itself fully autonomously. Um, and, and we really look at that technology of really being a real benefit to doing a lot of things, um, connecting supply chains, connecting people to get people to grocery stores, connecting people to other, other modes of transportation, as and also making sure that we really have and continue and maintaining the quality of life um, in Contra Costa County. So as, as, as we all know, there's a very large, population, future population of elderly people. Um, and I forget the exact um, uh, metrics on that, but but we want to make sure we plan to make sure we've got, we continue this connectivity for people um, using these first and last mile uh, technologies. Um, the other thing that we're really, 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 really proud of is our um, progress on paperless program. And that's something that was actually started out of our vision for um, by our executive director. And it all started by you know, in the office, um, you know, I, I actually started at CCTA three years ago, but before I got there, um, this initiative start, started called Progress on Paperless, started by by Randy. And there was so much paper just laying around the office. And it was just, it was completely a goal to reduce the amount of paper that we're using on a daily basis, both from printing, copying, scanning, um, you know, as, you, as, as a public agency, we have to have uh, public meetings and we have to produce you know, a number of packets, both for our board meeting or committee meetings. And so we have all these packets and, and and we were mailing out, you know, these packets that are anywhere from three to five to 600 pages to our 11 board members. And, and as you can tell, that's a lot of paper. And so the whole concept was to really reduce the amount of paper we're using. And, and that, that concept has really spurred into a number of, a number of innovations um, within CCTA. Um, it actually started our, our e-construction program. Um, and at that time, um, the e-construction program, um, we, were, we were not using um, eBuilder um, at the time. We were actually using uh, a Doc Express and some other systems. And, and it's been very, 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 very um, uh, successful. We've been using um, e-bidding with our construction, our contractors. So all the projects that we've, we've built, we've... Um, we used um, uh, e-bidding and all of our bids are done paperless as well as all our inspections done paperless. So people are out there to using iPads um, as well as um, it started, we, we started a document control system that start, we started scanning everything and storing everything in the cloud. And so, so what was interesting about this paper progress on paperless is that we had a lot of great systems in place but the real issue that I saw when I came to CCTA is everything was not integrated. Um, we have a lot, we had a number of systems, um, both in our accounting system, our, um, our construction program, um, as well as, um, you know, just doing administrative type things. And so, so when I first got to CCTA, um, if, if Randy came to me and said, hey, Tim, you know, what's the budget on this project? What, you know, what, how much money is actually re remaining in Measure J? So, you know, how, 
I would have to run a, multiple reports from different systems that we had. And, and it would take at least, you know, a half day to a day to really answer that question. You know, and running and, and managing a $2.7 billion program, a suite of, suite of projects and programs, you know, I needed to be something way more efficient, way more effective. And so that's when we started looking out and saying, how can we make this more effective, more integrated, more connected? And, and so we, we actually um, found eBuilder and we started working with eBuilder. And so that was um, a significant change. And as you know, in a public agency, um, that takes change management is, is critical um, to something like this. And so with change management, um, the really the first step was really making sure um, working one on one with all of our staff members. Um, and by the way, we only have 20 people that work at CCTA. So it's pretty amazing that have, you know, 20 people managing this, this large pro, uh, suite of, of projects and programs. And I met everyone one on one. And, and really tried to seek what are, what are some of the issues you're having with our current systems? Where could you see improvement? How can we make this more efficient, more effective? And then and then all and then tried to use eBuilder, show some examples in eBuilder of how to help them make it more more effective and more efficient. And so by doing that, um, we were able to really gain the buy-in to at least to move forward with the purchasing of eBuilder. Um, and, and so that was really the first step is really to really demonstrate the value to our current employees of what of what the value eBuilder could bring to the table. So that was really the first step. And then the second step was actually doing doing implementation. So um, and the implementation part was just as difficult because um, to, to basically look into your current business practices, understand where. You know, because you don't want to recreate the wheel. We wanted to make sure that, you know, the, the agency has been working, you know, effectively for the last, you know, 25 years. Really, really successful programs, really, really successful agent agency. So there wasn't really thing, anything wrong with what we were doing. It's just a matter of making it more efficient and more effective. So. So what we started doing is looking at our current business practices and saying, okay, what current business practices are successful and which ones could have more improvement to make them more efficient. And then we emulated those business practices through eBuilder using those workflows. And so by doing that, we were able to con continue that buy-in with the employees through either through user acceptance testing, et cetera. And when we started doing that, People started seeing the value in 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 eBuilder in terms of how it could be more effective for people, and we're now what we're doing is we're using eBuilder for a number of things. We're using it for programming. We're keeping track of our funding. We're, we're keeping track of uh, of our contracts. We're keeping track of 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 invoicing. We're also using it for document control, and so those are all aspects that we have now. In, in, in essence, we had silos in all of those areas, and now we've integrated all of those areas into one place where someone can go into, run a report, and we can also keep track of these processes, these business practices to find out how much time is it taking someone to approve an invoice? Um, how much time is it taking to do a workflow, right? How much, how much time is it taking to approve a contract? 
And, and now with all of the historical information in eBuilder, I can see exactly what's going on with each process, each contract, and have a better understanding of uh, is and really understanding what our return of investment is and making sure that we're getting the value that we want out of eBuilder in, in terms of meeting our goals of being more efficient and effective. And I believe that we have achieved that um, using eBuilder. So I, I can continue going on, Evan, if you have any more questions. Tim, but- I, I was going to jump in and say that is one hell of an introduction and the best introduction we've had on this show yet. So I want to give you props there. Um, uh, but hey, let me back up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I have to sort of ask you this standard question, but I, I'm really curious to hear your answer to it. Obviously, the last nine months have been extremely traumatic from a global economic perspective, health perspective. How is Contra Costa County dealing with the global pandemic? How are your projects handling? Or are they still progressing? What's in, so those are, that's, that's part one to my question, but part two, and you again, touched on this a little bit, but what sorts of technologies are you leaning on uh, during this crazy time? So that's a, that's a really good question. So the, the, the transition for CCTA, as everyone knows, every, a lot of people are working from home now um, based on this pandemic. And because of our progress on paperless program, we actually had a very smooth transition to going from working in the office to working at home. And so the number of technologies that we're leaning on to do that is I've already mentioned the e-construction program. Um, and so that was already done paperless. Um, the other aspects are we store everything in the cloud. Our servers are completely in the cloud. We, uh, we use SharePoint and OneDrive to do that. All our accounting is in the cloud. We use we use Tyler Enterprises as our financial our financial engine uh, that for our financial department. From a project delivery standpoint, we we use eBuilder. So an eBuilder um, integrates with um, well, it doesn't yet doesn't yet, but we on e- integrating eBuilder with Tyler. And then what we're currently doing right now, and I can talk about this maybe a little bit later, but we're currently actually integrating our e-construction program and transitioning that into eBuilder as well. Um, and I can talk more about that later. Um, and then I talked about these packets that we develop, these 500 page packets, and those have gone completely paperless as well. We actually use a software called PrimeGov where we can go in and approve all of our staff reports, all our packets, all our contracts uh, by staff and actually use that system to publish our packet. So it's really interesting. The entire time that I've been home, I have not had to print one piece of paper since I've been home. Um, It's pretty phenomenal. Um, I do have a Microsoft Surface, so I'm able to sign and approve things and mark things up on my Surface. Um, and And the Surface is actually becoming um, uh, uh, the the kind of standard device for CCTA staff members as we're kind of swapping out computers. Um, so the transition has been seamless. And that's really because of our progress on paperless program and the vision that Randy had about six or seven years ago. So, and I've, and I've heard a lot of nightmares of other agencies where they were not prepared for something like this. And it took them a while to transition because they didn't have systems like this put into place. And so those are just a number of the technologies that we're leaning on. But, um, but yeah, we, 
we're just we're just running like we normally do. Like it was a it was a nice seamless transition. So Tim, I uh, I got a question with regards to change management and with you know hearing about what you just talked about in terms of the, the different um, uh, innovation programs that you have going on and the different ways that you're trying to create integrations and connecting. So, um, I'd like to you know maybe try to see if you can boil down some like some you know top lessons learned uh, in change management. So maybe some in in so. It, it, I'm not talking, it doesn't have to be around uh, the implementation of eBuilder. It could be any of these things, the, some of the things that you've learned in, in, in with regards to change management to kind of give some helpful tips of some some pitfalls not to, to fall into on uh, some some kind of new things that you learned. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, one of the big lessons learned is making make sure everyone understands the vision. Um, because you may have the vision in your head in terms of where the direction that you want to go, but it's 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 really important that everyone understands the vision, shares that vision, and has bought into that vision. Um, you know, that's really the first step. And I think that's something. Again, I, I keep on talking about Randy, but Randy has done an excellent job with our staff and including our board members. Our board members are completely. We could. We could not do what we're doing today without our board. Our board approves everything that we do. And so we have, a, we have an extremely um, awesome board that really believes in our vision, supports the vision, um, and really advocates for our vision and for our agency. And so that allows us to do a lot of the innovation that, that we're doing is really, really working with our board and then, and then making sure that the staff, so that's been, over the last 10 years that Randy's been at CCTA, that has, that has been his number one primary goal is to make sure everyone understands and is bought into this vision. And when everyone does that, change management is actually fairly simple um, because they understand the value. They understand why you're trying to, why you're actually trying to do it. Um, and then the uh, another lesson learned from change management is making sure people um, are allowed to take ownership of it. Um, and so if, if people are not allowed to take ownership of something, like, for example, you know, I came to Randy and I said, hey, Randy, I really think we need a better system to integrate all this software, all these things together. He's like, great, go do it. Right. So he gave me the, the autonomy, the ownership and the support to go do that. And when I found the system, when I found eBuilder, he said, great, go do it. Right. So there was a lot of support in, ter in, in, in terms of autonomy and ownership. He does that, and that's been real similar with our e-construction program. Like our director of construction, Ivan Ramirez, he's the one who created, implemented that complete program. And it's, it's extremely successful. So it's successful that FHWA and other agencies around the country are really looking at our program. Um, and, and then similarly, like, you know, this PrimeGov platform we use for our packets, you know, clerk of the board, Terry Ann, Terry Ann Grover, she, she saw an opportunity opportunity to really make it streamline integrate that again she had ownership of that so i think that's also a lesson learned and make sure people feel like they have ownership of what they're trying to what they're trying to do and understand how what they're doing to do affects the vision um and i think the other the other lesson learned is as is, is is on the implementation side so as as we were as we were implementing um you know e-builder um 
you know, making sure you involve the right players, make sure you got the right people at the table that you're actually going to do in terms of the software. And I feel like in, in some cases, you know, when I was, when we were implementing eBuilder, some of the things that I wish I would have done that I didn't do was we had our implementation team. And I thought we had all the right players with the implementation team. And we just kind of trudged along. Um, but there were some people that were kind of left out, like our director of programs, director of external affairs. And I feel like I should have been, I the people that were not involved, it's like I should have had like at least monthly check-ins with the whole entire organization, all of the staff to make sure, hey, this is the direction we're moving in. Is it, are you, is everyone kind of bought into that, right? So there was people that were not included that should have been included, maybe not to the level of details, the implementation team, but at least there should have been some check-in points along the way with the greater staff because everyone was going to be using this thing. And so that's something that I wish I would have done because, because now after I implemented eBuilder, you know, there was a lot of kinks to work out because as we were starting to use it, that's just a natural thing that's going to happen. But but it was like, there was a lot of comments of like, well, why was it created this way? And it could have been created this way. And these were people that were not involved in the implementation team, you know? And so, um, so that was, that was one thing that I wish we would have done. Um, and I think, I mean, off the top of my, my head, I think that's about it. That's for, I mean, I'm sure there's other things probably, but that's about it. So let me uh, rescope the conversation to a sort of different angle. And you mentioned, well, from what I understand about you, you're a pretty um, technically progressive guy. You you love keeping a you know track of technology trends within construction and, and project management. Outside of the technologies that you've already mentioned, what what sort of innovation has caught your eye in the past couple of years? That's a good question. Um, so the the really is from talking about connecting people. Um, the innovation that we're really really interested in now is is something called mobility as a service. And mobility as a service and mobility on demand is an innovation that we are extremely interested in. In fact, in fact, CCTA was just awarded an advanced transportation congestion management technology deployment grant. That's a handful to say, but it's called, it's called an ATC MTD grant. Okay. And so we were, we were awarded that grant from USDOT. And we're excited about this grant because, and there's another grant I'll talk about too. It's, it's about a providing a, a platform to really connect, to better connect people to, to, to the transportation system. So you would be able to put in your origin, your destination on a mobile, mobile app, kind of like what you do now, like on a Google Maps, right? But you would get more information through this platform. So you would be able to understand all of the modes of transportation that are available to you. You would be able to plan out a multimodal trip. So you would be able to go from your house, to a shared mobility hub, you know, get a get an on-demand shuttle, or you can get a bike, or you can do car share, right? And then you would be able to take that mode of transportation to say BART, where you get on a light rail and go into San Francisco, right? So you would be able to plan, schedule, and pay for your entire trip in the, through this one mobile application. So I assume this integrates with some of the. Uh vehicle autonomy initiatives that you guys are working on or is that yeah. okay 
Tell, tell me yeah, more about so that, that. So that that integrates. So I talked a little bit about the shared autonomous vehicle. So our, our vision is to have this shared autonomous vehicle all over the county, really yeah. providing our on-demand shuttle service from your house to the grocery store, to a shared mobility hub or another mode of transportation. And so um, as well as connect you with other modes like like bikes, scooters, yeah. right? And so by taking, by integrating all of these modes together, right? So you would have essentially a suite of mobility options available to you. And the key to that is making sure that you're providing enough mobility options that are that are personalized because everyone has different ways of getting around. Some people may want to take a scooter. Some people may want to take a bike. Some people might want to take an on-demand shuttle. Some people just want to go to the bus, et cetera, right? So we call them personalized mobility options. So if you can imagine a platform that connects and integrates all these personalized mobility options for your trip, for your for what we call a journey, then you'll be able to, again, schedule and pay for that that all these modes into one mobile application. And then you'll be able, be able to receive rewards Right. So, and so and so there'll be a rewards program to basically that based on your loyalty, you know, to a particular mode of option, uh, switching modes. So like, let's say you're driving a car and you're, you're walking in biking mode, you'd be rewarded for that, et cetera. So providing that entire platform and connecting, but just doing a better job of connecting you to the transportation system. So the con the concept to me is absolutely brilliant, but I, I guess I have a question around market conditions. Have you experienced any resistance um, from private companies to partner with that sort of um, centralized transportation planning type of app or have companies I guess have you have you encountered that resistance from companies or are they all about it no everyone's all about it the okay. private industry the private industry is is all about it it, de it there's there's definitely some institutional challenges and barriers uh, don't sure. get me wrong um like for example uber and lyft you know they they don't want to share their data with you right so so there's definitely some institutional challenges and barriers that need to be that need to be addressed um other aspects says but but real similar to um you, you you can incorporate Uber into an app like this. You would just have to do a deep integration, you know, between your mobile app and their mobile app, right? So there's a way to do it, but the idea, but in terms of sharing data, that's really some of the institutional challenges that need to be addressed is, is, is really the data sharing component of it. But, um, and without data sharing, you can't do, do you can't do good trip planning, right? So that's, that's the real key to the whole thing. Um, but we have a number of private partners that are already partnering us with the, on this grant. So we've got um, we've got um, Uber. No, I'm sorry, not Uber. Um, we've got Barry Rapid Transit, which is our public agency partner. Um, we've got Local Motors. Uh, they're providing the share autonomous vehicle. Um, we're looking for a bike share partner right now, um, and we're also looking for um, a fir another first and last mile partnership right now. Well, this is this is just so interesting that you mentioned this because I follow Tesla religiously, and uh, I'm not sure how how closely you follow them on like a granular level. But one thing that Tesla is working on over the next several years is is the incorporation of a fully autonomous sort of like robo taxi. Have there yeah have there has, has there been any sort of conversations or 
um, wishful thinking, maybe in terms of partnering with Tesla? Is that something you can talk about? I, I guess I just randomly happened to think of that. So it's something that I can't talk about. We do have NDAs, a lot of our partners. Um, sure. but, but what I will say is the platform is really intended to be modular. So you would be able to plug in essentially any any mobility option. So the whole idea is to have a complete, you know, open source platform um, that's that would be very, very modular. And you could really take this platform and pick it up and go put it anywhere in the country, right? It, it's not specific to Tesla. It's not specific to any of these other private, private providers. The idea is to have, provide a, a system integration of, so that it's more of a plug and play situation sure. where you've got the backbone, you got the framework, you got all the connections happening, and it's essentially you're just plugging and playing in different mobility options. That's fascinating. Hey, well, let's uh, let me pivot the conversation to Dan actually, and I know you wanted to open up a conversation about supply chain. Uh, let me throw that over to you. Yeah, so I'm just interesting and in, in just digging around. Uh, you talked in detail and, and very wonderfully about how you got the people at the organization involved, so at the CCTA, but how are you getting your contractors involved, their subcontractors, the design community, all the other people outside your organization? And it, it doesn't have to be e-builder specific. I'm just in general around connecting your ecosystem. So that, that's a really good question. So I'll talk a little bit about our e-construction program. So, so we've been piloting a lot of different technologies um, for the e-construction program. And, and so what we do is we, we, we partner with our, with our design, the design community, we par partner with our contractors. And so like on our, right now we have, we have two large projects right now under construction right now. So on, on our state route four, 680 interchange project, um, we're using uh, a different platform through Doc Express and and um, our Pavia Enterprise, which is our our, our uh, paperless in inspection software. And then on the our other project, the 680 Southbound Express Lanes project, um, that particular project, we're actually we're using Pavia, but we're actually using um, Adobe PDF through to to approve change orders and so forth. So. So the idea is that, you know, that was, the, and then what we're going to be doing, we have another upcoming construction project at McCallamy Bridge Pedestrian Overcrossing, and that'll be our first construction project to use eBuilder for construction. And so the whole idea is um, we have an extremely good construction program. Ivan Ramirez, our director of construction, is, is outstanding. His, his staff is outstanding. Uh, 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 Chris Cole and he, he actually owns uh, uh, CME, which is uh, uh, Coal Management Enterprises. And they are very in tune with, our, with the contractors. And they work with the contractors. And we've, been, we've just been really lucky to have good contractors that are willing to participate to really craft the, these different types of technologies, such as Bay Cities, as, as well as Brosmer and Wall, two really good contractors that we've been working with. And they've been really helping us pilot these technologies. Um, as, as well as our construction management firms. Uh, so on the design firms, we've got, we have so, we, we actually, another, we actually have another project called Balfour Interchange that we actually completed. That was our first e-construction program project. And that project was complete, completely paperless, completely, it was all, all done. 
and we had we also had uh, brochure. It was Bay Cities uh, construction out there, um, as well as brochure and wall. We also had Somis from a CM perspective. Right now, we've got Hanna Group for CM, and we got WSP for CM, and so all of these partners have been just be real integral to how we develop develop these these softwares. In fact, with eBuilder, when we were implementing and developing eBuilder, the first the first program we have is called our Innovate 680 program, and that's a that's our seven pro our innovative seven prong approach to relieving congestion on I 680, which is, which we can talk more about that. But um, we actually basically said, okay, we've got about sixteen design consultants working on that program, and we said, okay, we're going to push this out to you. We're going to start using it. Please provide us feedback. How how can we make this system better? How can we improve it? So it really just comes down to partnering and. In CCTA, we are a partnering agency. In fact, if, if, if Randy was here, we'd say we want to be the owner of choice all the time. And so we do that by partnering. And so we have a we've got a formal partnering program with our contractors. We meet on a quarterly basis. We check in. We completely have taken out the um, um, the arbitration clause in our specs. Um, we don't we, we don't have any claims on our contracts. We basically have an escalation ladder within our contracts that gets basically any issues that comes up gets resolved um, at the staff level. Then it comes to my level. Then it goes to Randy's level. And so we've been really successful with that approach and really partnering with our contractors. Tim, you're a you're a sort of really I shouldn't say sort of you're a really respected uh, sort of industry leader. What's your I'm curious. What's your background like? I, I know you're not no. no no new person to this industry, but what's your background like academically, professionally before you got into program management? I'm curious. So I I went to Cal Poly Pomona. It's in California, uh, Southern California. Um, sure. Graduated there. Um, I started working at Caltrans District 7 in downtown LA. And I'm, I'm my, my degree was in civil engineering. Um, and what worked at Caltrans District Seven, um, and I was in the design group, so did a lot of design on interchanges and highways. That's primarily my my bread and butter is is highway design and project delivery. That's my that's my bread and butter. Um, so I worked at Caltrans for six years. I left there, went to consulting. I worked at RBF Consulting, which was later bought out by Michael Baker back in 2011, and I worked there for 14 years. And essentially, I was worked my way through the ranks in terms of um, in terms of you know being a designer, uh, project engineer, project manager, vice president. Um, I managed the I managed all the inland. I basically grew and managed the inland inland empire operations for for RBF Michael Baker, and um, yeah, and then I, I basically left there and 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 started at CCTA in 2017 and. Um, really, really thought it, this would be a great opportunity to work with, with work with Randy and, and a really good, innovative group of people and, and agency. And and, um, and now I'm really proud to be part of the team and, and continuing on our on our really continuing supporting, you know, Randy's vision for innovation. And, and so I've been there, been here for three years now. So that's that's primarily my background. So what well, well, Sorry, I just wanted to go back because you triggered something that that for me is super fascinating. So you talked about the contract language that you actually pulled out of your contract. So first of all, it's shocking. I hardly ever hear people taking stuff out of contracts or typically jamming stuff into it. So walk me through that process. I can't imagine it was a 
hey, let's just take that out. Uh, there had to be some sort of path that walked you there. That's a, some may think a, a, an adventurous uh, step for you guys to take that out. So just could you walk me through that a little bit? Yeah, so um, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't here at CCTA when, when they took it out of the contract, but I can kind of give you some, 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 some feedback on that. Um, so one thing, one thing that's really, really neat about CCTA is I, you know, especially for me, since I came from the consulting industry, Ra Randy basically runs CCTA as if it's a, a small consulting firm, you know, and so we're, we're very, very um, flexible, very nimble. Um, our goal at the end of the day is, is really, you know, regulate, we want not goal, but one of our goals is regulation reform. We want to streamline the process. We want to remove that red tape. You know, we're, we, we, we want to really make government work, you know, and, and we, you know, most, a lot of people think government is slow. You know, it's, it's not, it's very, very constrained. It's not nimble. It's not creative. It's not innovative. And so CCTA is none of those things. We are, we are very flexible. We're very nimble. We are, we only have 20 people. We have, we have no bureaucracy in our agency. And so we were able to turn, you know, in, in direction, different directions very, very, very quickly. So, and ultimately, you know, Randy, the executive director, he ultimately owns the risk for the entire agency. And, and, and we're lucky to have Randy in terms of being a risk, you know, he, he's willing to take risks, you know, and, and so, um, there's a lot of government agencies that are, they're very, you know, they're risk adverse, right? They don't want to take risk. You know, the government and risk are like two, it's like oil and water, right? And so, so one thing that we do is we take a lot of risk with our program. We take a lot of risk, but we do it in the benefit of the public to deliver these projects to the public. And, and we have a phrase in, in our industry called promises made, promises kept. So we have an expenditure plan that says, if you vote for this half cent sales tax, we're going to deliver all of these projects. And so I'm happy to say that we have delivered on all of our commitments in the expenditure plan. Um, and so, and, and so by, by doing that, you know, Randy and Ivan, I would have to imagine said, let's take, a, we're a partnering agency. Let's develop a partnering program. Let's remove the arborations spec, spec out of the contract and insert this other other spec. And we have the flexibility to do that in our organization. Cause we, again, we don't have all that bureaucracy. Well, Tim, I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and letting us pick your brain. Quick question before we let you go. Where can people find you, connect with you, if they would like to dive a little bit deeper? Yeah, uh, feel free to, feel free. You can uh, link, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, just look up uh, Tim, Timothy Hale or Tim T. Hale. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter. It's at T.T. Hale, H-A-I-L-E. So I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, and you can also email me at thale at ccta.net. And if, if you actually go to ccta.net, my contact information is on our website as well. So um, happy to connect with anyone um, about the things I talked about today. And thanks again. Appreciate the opportunity, Evan. It was a, this was really good. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Thank you again so much. That's episode six of the Connecting Construction podcast. Tim Hale, Deputy Executor, Executive Director of Projects for Contra Costa Transportation. Authority. Thanks. Thank you again, Tim. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks.